0: Section fifty-seven of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of Saint Mark by J. C. Ryle, Chapter thirteen, verses nine to thirteen, what Christ's people must expect between His first and second advents. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Mark, chapter thirteen, verses nine to thirteen. But take heed to yourselves, for they shall deliver you up to councils. AND IN THE SYNAGOGUES YE SHALL BE BEATEN, AND YE SHALL BE BROUGHT BEFORE RULERS AND KINGS FOR MY SAKE, FOR A TESTIMONY AGAINST THEM. AND THE GOSPEL MUST FIRST BE PUBLISHED AMONG ALL NATIONS. BUT WHEN THEY SHALL LEAD YOU TO DELIVER YOU UP, TAKE NO THOUGHT BEFOREHAND WHAT YE SHALL SPEAK, NEITHER DO YOU PREMEDITATE, BUT WHATSOEVER SHALL BE GIVEN YOU IN THAT HOUR, THAT SPEAK YE, FOR IT IS NOT YE THAT SPEAK, BUT THE HOLY GHOST. NOW THE BROTHER SHALL BETRAY THE BROTHER TO DEATH, AND THE FATHER, THE SON, AND CHILDREN SHALL RISE UP AGAINST THEIR PARENTS, AND SHALL CAUSE THEM TO BE PUT TO DEATH. AND YE SHALL BE HATED OF ALL MEN FOR MY NAME'S SAKE, BUT HE THAT SHALL ENDURE UNTO THE END, THE SAME SHALL BE SAVED. IN READING THE PROPHECIES OF THE BIBLE CONCERNING CHRIST'S CHURCH, WE SHALL GENERALLY FIND JUDGMENT AND MERCY BLENDED TOGETHER. They are seldom all bitter without any sweet, seldom all darkness without any light. The Lord knows our weakness and readiness to faint, and has taken care to mingle consolations with threatenings, kind words with hard words, like warp and woof in a garment. We may remark this throughout the book of Revelation. We may see it all through the prophecy we are now considering. We may note it in the few verses which we have just read. Let us observe, in the first place, what troubles our Lord bids his people expect between the time of his first and second comings. Trouble, no doubt, is the portion of all men since the day that Adam fell. It came in with the thorns and thistles. Man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upwards. Job chapter 5 verse 7 But there are special troubles to which believers in Jesus Christ are liable and of these our Lord gives them plain warning. They must expect trouble from the world. They must not look for the help of rulers and kings. They will find their way, and their doctrines bring them no favor in high places. On the contrary, they will often be imprisoned, beaten, and brought before judgment seats as malefactors, for no other reason than their adherence to the gospel of Christ. They must expect trouble from their own relations brother shall betray brother to death and the father the son their own flesh and blood will often forget to love them from hatred to their religion they will find sometimes that the enmity of the carnal mind against god is stronger than even the ties of family and blood we shall do well to lay these things to heart and to count the cost of being a christian we must think it no strange thing if our religion brings with it some bitter things our lot, no doubt, is cast in favorable times. The lines of a British Christian are fallen in pleasant places. We have no reason to be afraid of death or imprisonment if we serve Christ. But for all that, we must make up our minds to endure a certain proportion of hardship if we are real, thorough, and decided Christians. We must be content to put up with laughter, ridicule, mockery, slander, and petty persecution. We must even bear hard words and unkindness from our nearest and dearest relations. The offence of the cross is not ceased. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. They that are born after the flesh will persecute those that are born after the Spirit. First Corinthians chapter two verse fourteen, Galatians chapter four verse twenty nine. The utmost consistency of life will not prevent it. If we are converted, we must never be surprised to find that we are hated for Christ's sake. Let us observe, in the second place, what rich encouragement the Lord Jesus holds out to his persecuted people. He sets before them three rich cordials to cheer their souls. For one thing he tells us that the gospel must first be preached among all nations. It must be, and it shall be. In spite of men and devils, the story of the cross of Christ shall be told in every part of the world the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Notwithstanding persecution, imprisonment, and death, there never shall be wanting a succession of faithful men who shall proclaim the glad tidings of salvation by grace. Few may believe them. Many of their hearers may continue hardened in sin. But nothing shall prevent the gospel being preached. The word shall never be bound, though those who preach it may be imprisoned and slain. For another thing, our Lord tells us, that those who are placed in special trial for the gospel's sake shall have special help in their time of need. The holy ghost shall assist them in making their defence. They shall have a mouth and wisdom which their adversaries shall not be able to gainsay or resist. As it was with peter and john and paul when brought before jewish and roman councils, so it shall be with all true-hearted disciples. How thoroughly this promise has been fulfilled the histories of huss and luther and latimer and ridley and baxter abundantly prove christ has been faithful to his word for another thing our lord tells us that patient perseverance shall result in final salvation he that shall endure unto the end the same shall be saved not one of those who endure tribulation shall miss his reward all shall at length reap a rich harvest though they sow in tears they shall reap in joy their light affliction which is but for a moment, shall lead to an eternal weight of glory. Let us gather comfort from these comfortable promises for all true-hearted servants of Christ. Persecuted, vexed, and mocked, as they are now, they shall find at length they are on the victorious side. Beset, perplexed, tried, as they sometimes are, they shall never find themselves entirely forsaken. Though cast down, they shall not be destroyed." let them possess their souls in patience. The end of all that they see going on around them is certain, fixed, and sure. The kingdoms of this world shall yet become the kingdoms of their God and of his Christ. And when the scoffers and ungodly, who so often insulted them, are put to shame, believers shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Footnote there is a promise in the passage now expounded which is often much perverted i allude to the implied promise contained in the words take no thought beforehand what ye shall speak neither do ye premeditate but whatsoever shall be given you in that time that speak ye the perversion i mean consists in supposing that this passage warrants ministers in getting up to preach unprepared every sunday and in expecting special help of the holy ghost in addressing regular congregations when they have neither meditated read nor taken pains about their subject a moment's reflection must show any reader that such an application of the passage before us is utterly unjustifiable the passage has no reference whatsoever to the regular sunday sermon of a minister and only holds out the promise of special help in special times of need it would be well for the church if this was more remembered than it is at present it may be feared this promise is not unfrequently made an excuse for ministerial idleness and undigested sermons. Men seem to forget, when they enter the pulpit, that what costs nothing is worth nothing, and that the foolishness of preaching and foolish preaching are widely different things. End of footnote End of section 57